Yo, 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 yo. What is going on, my people? How is it going? It's going good. It's playoff time. Yeah, we've said that in the last three podcasts. <laughs> they know. It's officially playoff time. The plane's over. We got the field set. Now all we got to do is talk about it. Miami is shaking in their boots. No. (laughs) Uh, But anyways, let's get right into it. So we're just going to go right into the matchups. We'll start in the East with the Miami Heat and the Atlanta Hawks. So... No, you go. Uh uh-uh, uh, no you. Um, you got the number one seed versus the eight seed who fought their way out of the play in. They were technically the nine. They got into that eight eight slot after beating Cleveland yesterday. Uh the first game is Sunday at one PM Eastern time. Uh you just got the the big bad Miami Heat versus uh Trey Young and his uh, little cadets, uh he was I I personally um am a fan of his antics. I know a lot of people are uh, saying that Trey Young's about going to Miami and start waving to the crowd and telling them to shut up. And uh, I don't know if it's gonna work that way with uh, against the Heat, but uh, we'll see what happens. Um, before we actually dive into it, uh, do you have any like like what's your opinion about the series? Um. Honestly, I think Atlanta gets one game just because I think Trey goes for 50. But he's not going to be able to do what he did in the play-in. Like, he just, like, especially against Cleveland, he just attacked switches. Um, And even if Miami switches, you're not going to attack Bam Adebayo the way you're attacking um, Jared Allen and uh, Lowry Markinen. Yeah, that's just uh, a whole different matchup. That's, yeah. So like I that's that's where because he had what twenty eight and their thirty in the second half against Cleveland uh, to really get them the win. Um, so he he's definitely not going to be able to do that against Miami. Um, and Miami really all they got to do is run. They just got to get out. They got to play fast, play uh, up tempo, uh, basically just heat basketball, play defense, get out and run. Um, like. Yeah, it's a good it's a good matchup for Miami. Uh, I feel like they're gonna be able to definitely beat them easily, but I think Atlanta will get one game just because Trey Young's gonna go for fifty. That's what I'm He's saying. Five do it consistently. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Five also. I just think Miami is one of the teams that's built to like neutralize Trey. Because like mm-hmm. he's always manipulated drop coverage and he's always manipulated where there's actually like two guys on the ball at one point, you know what I mean? So whatever ball screen coverage that the heat switch, so you're not going to have Bam in a drop. You're not going to have, like, even Deadman will switch. I don't know if Deadman will get run in this series just because of how, like, Capella hasn't been playing great. And uh, um, Oneko Okongwu is, like, showing glimpses of being pretty good, but, like, he's an undersized big. So I don't know if they'll run more small ball stuff just to like 
kind of be like, hey, we're going to switch everything and really make you uncomfortable for 48 minutes. But um, for me, a key matchup in this series, though, is that I want to see Atlanta and how they guard Bam or Jimmy. Because I feel like Bam is going to get, if Bam gets Capella, I don't think that that's a good one-on-one for them, especially if you're having Bam in like five out or elbow situations where Capella's going to have to like guard him for two bounces, two plus bounces. So that to me is going to be interesting on the Atlanta side, on the Miami side, beyond how they guard Trey Young and pick and roll. Um, I want to see who they put on as the primary on uh, Gallinari. Because honestly, Gallinari later in the year has become more of like that second option for them. Like, let's find him in the post. Let's try to get him some touches just to like alleviate pressure off of Trey to create everything. So that might be a good matchup to look for and see what happens. I think it'll be PJ. Yeah, it'll be PJ. But I'm also debating if Miami throws PJ on Trey at some point. But I don't know. I like everything's going to switch. So I don't know how like how much it matters who the primary guy is because once action starts, it's not going to be the same people. Especially in your starting five. Like, everybody plays pretty solid defense. I mean, PJ yeah, is that's, probably the that even Max, ball defender. Even Max yeah, is Max solid. Is, like, Max will do his job. Yeah, yeah. He'll get hunted, better, but, like, basically he'll do his why job. He's, That's why he's starting, though. He's shooting as well as Duncan Robinson, but plays better defense. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, it's probably going to be Kyle Lowry to start on Trey and then PJ on Gallinari. Um, but like you said, they're going to switch basically one through five. Um, I want to see if they uh, blitz Trey Young and just try to have everybody else. Like if 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 they get like, say, uh, Trey Young comes into Atlanta tomorrow night um, or tomorrow afternoon and drops 45 and they win game one. Um, I want to see if they switch up. I, I'm, I'm just – this is just hypothetical. I'm just saying I want to see if they switch up and try to blitz it to uh, get the ball out of his hands and have everybody else beat them. I think it would be a good wrinkle, especially with, like, yeah. the quickness and athleticism the Heat have across the board. Yeah. One thing the Heat did throughout the year, a lot with Duncan, is whenever uh, – say Duncan got switched off onto – the Trey Young, just for the series' sake, and uh, he was in an ISO. They'd force, uh, they'd force Dun- like Duncan would force the ball into the closest gap, and they'd really load up. Like the guy would be like two steps away from Duncan, the gap defender. So you're having basically two on the ball in like a pseudo trap, like it's heavy shadowing of the ball, mm-hmm. and. Uh, in some situations, they'd blitz, especially if it's on, like, the side of the floor, really close to the sideline. Like, just send both of them, make it a blitz. Uh, stuff like that, at least, will cover Max and uh, Duncan. So, I'm not too scared. I think Atlanta does take a game just because of Trey Young and just how awesome he's been. Um, but, I just, they're not better than Miami. And Atlanta had such a shaky year. The Cleveland Cleveland could have won that game. Um, it's not like oh, if Atlanta. It if it wasn't for Trey Young, yeah, exactly. Trae like Trey Young's that good. Trey Young is that guy. Uh, I just don't think that their unit and how they've been playing 
for most of the, even I'll just say the last two or three months, I don't think like there's anything that says that they'll beat this Miami Heat squad who's kind of in a stride right now after the de- deferral. Did you, uh, who was it? It was Bam and uh, JJ's podcast. Did you hear what he said? It's like, that's just a regular Tuesday for us. <laughs> yeah. I found that funny. <laughs> UD but, um, in an interview, actually. Uh, UD was just in an interview, like pre-playoff stuff. And he was like, I have no regrets about arguing with Jimmy just because like, hey, we ended winning up like six games in a row before we rested everyone. Like we're like that Orlando game basically did not matter. So it was like, Hey, if we didn't get in that argument, we might be, we might be looking at like, we're in the two or three seed because of slipping that much. So, yeah, but we'll go into the two seven matchup. Uh, now we're getting frisky. Saying, a lot of people are saying is the best matchup, not in my opinion, but, um, we got Boston versus Brooklyn. It's a very intriguing matchup. Um, you could start and then I'll jump in. All right. I'm going to just overview. So I know people are excited about this because it's Kevin Durant. It's Kyrie Irving versus Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. Boston's playing incredibly. Brooklyn just fought out of the play and they've been national media all year. Like, heavily seen on tv on a daily basis uh and just the amount of firepower in this series the amount of star power uh really is what is going like it's creating the attention like without even trying uh i'm gonna be quite honest i don't think it's gonna be as competitive as a lot of people are saying but we'll get to that later uh it's gonna be a i it i it's going to be an offensive, like, fire show, like, fireworks, I think. Um, Celtics have been a top 10 offense. Like, they ended up in the top 10. Uh, Brooklyn, we know, everybody knows that they're explosive offensively, but a bottom 10 defense. Uh, while Boston has the number one overall defensive rating. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, um, the only thing is I feel like Boston, like going into like key matchup-wise, I think Boston matches up with them very well uh, on the defensive end just because they could throw so many different guys at both Kyrie and KD. Um, like, I think they'll probably start Jalen Brown on KD and then Marcus Smart on on Kyrie. But then you just think you could – you have someone to guard Kyrie for 48 minutes and you have four different guys that could be an option on KD for that entire – for the entire series. Um, you got Marcus Smart and Derek White for um, Kyrie and uh, Marcus Smart, Derek White, um, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum for KD. So uh, they definitely match up with them well. It's not going to be very easy for Brooklyn. But with that being said, it's also Katie and Kyrie. So I <laughs> I think just because of that, I think they could get two games. Um, but also I think just the physicality that Boston will bring to the defensive end and just the fact that they're not gonna make this easy at all for Brooklyn. Um, I think that Boston's gonna win this one. So I'm and, also and, picking and, and 
sorry, sorry. And Brooklyn's not going to play any defense on Boston. So like, like if Brooklyn were to win this series, they would have to play good effort defense for at least 42 to 45 minutes a game. All right. Let's be honest though. A good effort, a good effort defensively for Brooklyn. What's that result in? You're giving up 115 points instead of 130. Like for real though. That, that could that could result in victory for them because they're yes. at 120 on the other end. <laughs> I I just I I don't know I this Brooklyn team I for keys to their success I think rely heavily on um Brown and Bruce Brown and they rely heavily on their bigs because like. I'm saying Simmons will not help them if he's healthy because you haven't played in 10 months. Like yeah, He's not, not going to play. Yeah. I don't think like that's a good thing to just toss him in like high stakes like this. Yeah. Um, so for like, they need that presence at the rim, especially because Boston will not have Robert Williams unless if it goes six or seven, probably. Oh, he has a possibility of coming back. Yes. So, Oh, Oh, I didn't know that. Well, Boston, like, Boston's probably trying to get out of this in six and then not play Robert yeah. Williams at all. And have him, have him come back, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I feel game seven, Robert Williams is going to be on the floor just because, like, hey, we, like, this is it. This is winner go home, like. Mm-hmm. But, um, I do have Boston in six. Uh. I think the two get just I'm giving Kevin Durant two games automatically in whatever matchup he has, uh, just because like he's the most unguardable player. Even though Boston matches up well with a lot of wings, with a lot of length, with a lot of toughness, uh, he showed throughout his career that like this guy is one of the best, if not the best, scorer to ever play basketball. Um, and then you also have to worry about Kyrie, so you can't even like. Like it's it's gonna be a really tough guard. You got spacers around them between Patty, Seth Curry, Drogic, uh Bruce Brown has actually been shooting well. Like these guys are doing their job. But like even in the playing game, Cleveland almost won. Like, let's be honest. Like Cleveland almost came back and won because Brooklyn like kinda like decided to go in cruise control. So like Say they go up, like, say it's game two or three, and it's like a 2-1, 1-1, whatever situation. We'll say game three, they're down 2-1 in the series, or 2-0, and they go up big at home. And then next thing you know, you, like, you can't allow this Boston team to, like, sense that you're, like, there's blood in the water. Like, any of these top three teams in the East, if you give them that blood in the water, they're going to just be a complete shark and come after you, you know? So, um, that's what my big thing for me is that I'm interested in seeing how Brooklyn plays with the gas down for 48. Um, they haven't done it much all year. And when they have, they've been in some battles. Like, they had that big game against Milwaukee. They had a big matchup in Miami that they played pretty well. They did – I think they played Boston well, too. They clapped Philly right after the J- James Harden trade, like, two weeks after. Like, 
when they've played hard for 40 to 48 minutes, it's hard to beat them. It really is. But I just don't think that they, like, they haven't convinced me that they can do it for four games. So that's why I'm picking Boston, because Boston's going to go out there and work. But matchup-wise, I want to see how Boston guards with Tice and Horford on the floor in pick and roll. So I don't know if they'll still like drop them, if they'll switch them. I don't know how they're going to operate that because like it's really tough to put Kevin Durant and Kyrie in a situation where you're playing a drop. So that'll be interesting. Uh, on the other way, um, I want to see who the primary is on Tatum. Do you think it? Bruce Brown. Do you think it would be Bruce Brown, or do you think that they'll go KD um, right off? They might start KD, but if he starts getting going, because Jalen Brown's been playing really well too lately. That's so, what I'm saying. I don't know if you uh, put Bruce on Jalen and then. Um, then last last year they had KD on Tatum, right? It, it's well, Jalen Brown didn't play, so it was kind of like Jalen Brown oh, was yeah, hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, you're right. So it was kind of like, hey, like we we don't have to really worry. Yeah, like, yeah. It, they kind of actually when they played them, it was like, hey, Jason Tatum, you beat us. We're gonna guard everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why Tatum was averaging like 38 in the series yeah, yeah. or something crazy. <laughs> yeah, like he was going up, and, and then KD were going at each other. But um, I would like to like kind of like go off of what you were saying about the pick and roll with Horford and Tice. Do you think they would? combat that with a small ball if they can't do like if they if they're really struggling with that i mean they, they, they haven't showed that right they haven't showed a small ball this year their small ball's been tice oh has it well like recently because horford's been in and out well, without without uh without williams yeah so it's like their small ball isn't that small and yeah, their okay. bench is primarily wings and guards so like maybe you throw like small ball and have tatum as the five tatum or brown at the five at the pseudo five um but i just think because because brooklyn's bigs aren't gonna do anything really so like yeah if you kind of if you, i feel like that would really work well against this brooklyn team but who are the two guys know, if, from- they have, if they have if they have Ben Simmons, then I don't think that works. No, but who are the two guys from Boston that you would say are in the game instead of Horford and Tice? I would say one's Derek White for sure. I just don't know who the other one yeah, you would yeah. say. Um, let me look up their roster. Would you go with Pritchard? Or would you go... I think that's too small, though. That's, what, that's my, like, I don't know. Mm-mm. That's tough if they go small. Thinking, I was thinking about... Um, do you think they put Pritchard on? I mean, I don't know how much Pritchard will be in the game with Kyrie, uh, but do you think they put Pritchard on Kyrie? I I'd be scared. Would you? I wouldn't I like know. that if I'm Boston. Um, I would I would say Graham Williams would be a. a oh player. my God! How do I forget about? Yeah, they could go small. Yeah. I forgot about, I forgot about I, Graham Williams too. <laughs> sorry about that. Oh my God. We sound stupid now. Um. Yeah. Go small, put Grant Williams at the five, and then just rock out. He played really well this year. I completely blanked on him. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, 
That's yeah, what we're doing. I feel like a small ball would be really good against this Brooklyn team. So. Well, I yeah, because Grant Williams could body up. He could rebound against Clex. Yeah, and yeah. like Drummond is a really good rebounder, but like Grant Williams ain't afraid to get rough. Uh, he showed some personality this year. He had a good year. Um, but that that's a good idea. That like whatever Boston has to do to shake it up, I think to just like throw little different like looks at KD and Kyrie. Like there you go. I'm just I'm interested to see how much Brooklyn goes without a five man on the floor. I don't think it'll be much because they really haven't showed it much. So they actually when it came down to the, a, a couple of the late season games. It was a lot of their like end of game or like fourth quarter, not end of game though. Lineups were uh, Kyrie, KD, Brown with oh, like wait, you're talking you're talking Brooklyn. Yeah, 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 Brooklyn. Oh, I was I thought I thought you were talking Boston. No, no, I'm in, because like to me, I think Brooklyn plays like tenfold better with a big on the floor. This year, yeah, this yeah. year, last yeah, year, yeah, no, yeah. Not because you had. You had Harden and Kyrie, and then you could throw KD at the five, and then, like, God bless you trying to guard that. But um, this year, like, their late game has been KD at the five, and then Brown. Then it was a mix, like, between their three, like, the Drogage, Mills, and Curry, those three at the two and three spot, whichever way, like, it ended up, and then Kyrie. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. That'll definitely be a time for Boston to go small, but at the same time, you could throw, say, Tice is at the five, throw Tice on Bruce Brown and just like kind of let him sink and still dare him to shoot because it's a guy that's worth daring, I feel like, especially early in a series. Yeah. But, but all right, so how many Boston games you got? There? Bo- Bo- I'm saying yeah. Boston in six. So, like, especially I, I I forgot to talk about Seth Curry too, but um, just bring it up quick because I, he's been hurt. Like, yeah, but, but I feel like he's a big key also with Bruce Brown for the uh, the Nets, just because he's another kind of opt. Like, he showed what he can do in Philly uh, early in the season to ha- with the ball in his hands. So, like, say they're really attacking back in Kyrie and KD and they can't get anything you can get it to him he could go go get a bucket for you so uh they have options it's gonna be tough for Boston to guard that um but I still got Boston in six Boston six two defense wins out that's what I'm gonna say yeah yeah so now we'll go we're just gonna yeah, we're just gonna go down the line we're gonna go to a three six matchup of out in the Midwest Milwaukee, baby Milwaukee versus Chicago now this is, would have been interesting with Lonzo Ball. I don't think it's Chicago's been sliding anymore. too much. Chicago has yeah. had a rough like last too many month. injuries. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel with Lonzo Ball, I feel like this would be much more interesting. With Lonzo um, Ball, the matchups throughout the playoff, like the whole chain of command changes. Yeah. So you could say that same with Cleveland. Like Cleveland would have been in the playoffs if Jared Allen never got hurt. I don't know if they they best Toronto, but or Chicago. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. That, that would have made it more interesting late season, but yeah. Let's yeah. just let's dive in. You got Giannis, Middleton, Holiday versus Caruso, 
Levine, <laughs> Demar, and Vucevic. Uh, the Carusco. Um, but all right, from I'm gonna just like I'm not even gonna set this up really. I'm interested to see how Chicago guards. Um, it's a seven game series, so they like defensively has been their issue since their guard their backcourt got hurt. Um. They haven't been able to get back to it because a lot of like their successful defense early in the year relied on the activity of Lonzo and Caruso and uh, just everyone else being very solid. Uh, Patrick Williams came back, giving them some type of versatility, but he's still not where he needs to be to help in a playoff situation, in my opinion. But um, I'm just like, let's see how Char- uh, Chicago does this against Giannis and company. Um Giannis is one of the most dominant players in basketball. He's going to be able to get downhill, really create havoc in the paint. And that's where Chicago struggles. Vucevic is not a rim protector. They really struggle when they bring Bradley in the game. They also picked up uh, Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson might be able to do something, but um, I'm, I'm more intrigued by that because it's going to be a really tough guard. It's a tough guard for anyone, but I think Chicago is even built less likely to create havoc for him and like really build that wall and do things in the past that other teams have done that uh allowed them to beat up on Milwaukee a little bit and win some games. So Chicago's going to have their struggles, but then at the other end of the floor, Milwaukee's going to have to find answers to guard a DeRozan, guard a Levine who could go out a night and get 40 plus points. So those two guys are going to be key for Chicago to try to win some games and really make them barn burners and try to have force Milwaukee into scoring when Milwaukee hasn't had an identity defensively. But of late, bringing back Brooke Lopez, having guys healthy in the lineup, um, just being able to like get back to what made them successful. Uh, hopefully, I think Milwaukee is going to find their stride early in the series and kind of run away with it, but... Chicago can maybe exploit some some things, especially with putting a Brooke Lopez on the floor and drop situations against two of the best scorers in basketball. So there's a lot of interesting things to look at here. Yeah. Um, first of all, I just witnessed a glitch in the matrix. I dropped a raspberry and I cannot find it. So secondly, um, <laughs> uh, that's how much I'm interested in this series. Um, Milwaukee's been catching their stride late in the season. Uh, they're showing why they are the defending champs. Um, they kind of uh, dodged playing Brooklyn first. All right, let me. Um, I'm. I'm not. But, no, they didn't dodge anything. They rested they their gave, guys for they a gave, play. They gave Boston the option of who they wanted to play. That's that's who they. That's what they did. <laughs> if they wanted the two seed, they wouldn't have rested anyone. But like, all right, are you gonna risk getting Giannis, Drew, or Middleton hurt for the two seed? I don't know if you want it. That that I I personally wouldn't. But okay, you could you could say that just because of what happened to uh, to Luca. But exactly. Um, but I don't think Cleveland like just lose or not Cleveland Chicago. Um, just losing Lonzo Ball hurts them 
insanely on the defensive end. Uh, we had that preview show before the season, and then we said they have to play defense to be able to make it far in the season. And right now, without um, arguably their most impactful defender this year, um, they're really struggling on that end of the floor. Uh, they just played – I know it was without uh, Levine, I believe, uh, like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. They played uh, Milwaukee and lost by 20. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I, – I think Milwaukee probably in five, maybe a sweep. Before I give you my prediction, my key matchup – I kind of hinted at it in like that preview yeah, soliloquy, but like a key matchup for me will be uh, Vucevic and Giannis. I think like I think you kind of I I don't know who else you throw on Giannis to be quite honest. Giannis is averaging forty this series. Um, <laughs> then that goes the, that'll like play into the scheme that I'm looking at. Like how are you guarding him, Chicago? Like let me see something creative, like. You really don't have a guy that, like, a big wing or a big forward that's, like, mobile enough to stay with him. So, it's, like, maybe you don't put Vucevic on him and you go with um, Green or just somebody that could, like, get physical with him, maybe. I don't know what the plan is, plan of attack that they'll go with. Um, and uh, do you want to talk about any of that or I'm going to get my prediction? Um, Like... My key matchup, I mean, not really a key matchup. I just want to see Milwaukee try to get uh, Middleton at where he was last playoffs, like through the series. Like, yeah, he was he was like a go to guy last playoffs. Like he was one, like he's probably the other than Giannis scoring fifty points a game in the finals. Um, uh, he was he was a uh, a huge reason why they were in half of the games because Phoenix was going on runs and he just stopped them basically single-handedly. Um, he was a go-to guy. That's all I'm saying. Sorry. Um, but uh, like he, he, I want to see them get him back to that level, like just get him going. Yeah. Um, along with that, I think Milwaukee's going to have four games to uh, really just allow their guys to get in a roll. Um, I got Bucks and four. Yeah, I got. I'll say five, just because. Levine and Demar like, could take I a game. Like, yeah, that's it's the same with every other series, but um, I think the environment too in Chicago is going to be crazy for Game Three. I don't think it's going to be anything. I don't think it's going to be more than anything that this Bucks team hasn't seen before. So. Yeah, but at the same, but like I feel like that just could just carry the Bulls like that extra little bit to get them past them. Yeah, I just feel I, I bad. Think, that, I think they win. I think they win game three. I feel bad. Ball got hurt. Like I, yeah, this Chicago was, team was, was a solid series. The Chicago team was so even, even good. This was, yeah, they they were playing really well. Like at really least well. like I know that like this will probably be a big topic in the postseason, but like. Or not the postseason, the off season. Um, like just seeing what Chicago does from a free agency and like transactional standpoint to like really increase, like become better defensively. Like, oh, there. I know that they're really high on Pat Williams, but he hasn't shown anything. He's been hurt all year, so I can't even really like go at 
like say anything. But like uh Javante Green, uh Troy Brown, like they have guys that could defend, but like not um necessarily the elite defenders that they need. Uh, I think that they need to make a move to pick up, like, even a Tory Craig. Like, somebody like that that you know is going to come in and guard. <laughs> like, that, I'm just saying, hands like... Off. Hands off Tory Craig. I'm just saying, like, that type of guy. <laughs> somebody like that could be huge for them, though. Like, I'm just saying a type of player. But, um... A 3-and-D wing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, hey, good season, Chicago. Uh, Milwaukee yeah. with the broomsticks. Um... Now, on to my favorite series in the East. Yeah, me too, honestly. I feel like this is not even in the East. I think this is going to be the best series in the playoffs. Or first it, it's going to be a top two in the first round, for sure. I'm a coin toss I, right I, now between is, two. Like, this is going to – especially with everything going on, like Toronto, like going into Canada, you can't play a few of your players. Like, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, there, really, so we, not only that, even if, even if they could play everybody, I, even if – Philly could play everybody every game. I feel like this would be like six or seven, like really tight games. And that like all right. So it's Philly, Toronto, the four five in the East. We got the possible MVP Joel Embiid facing off against this incredibly lengthy, versatile, just fun group under great coach Nick Nurse. That's really hitting some type of like he found something that's working. Um, everybody's locked Hashtag in. Nick Nurse to the Lakers. No. <laughs> Keep him in Canada. This is his home. He built this. He wouldn't, he wouldn't leave. Um, you know he wouldn't leave. But, like, this group, I've, like, this is the first one of one with, like, how this team is constructed with their just overall size and length and athleticism. And then you got Fred Van Vliet as, like, the commander-in-chief of this system where he he's he might be, like, 6-2, six, 6-2 six, uh, might be a little generous when you watch him, but, like, that dude plays like he's 6-9. Like, he, he plays like he's a 6-9 forward out there with his physicality, and he's also just incredible. He was an all-star for the first time, and then you have Siakam, who's making his way into all-NBA conversations. Uh, he had an incredible end to his season after all, after the all-star break. Uh and then Philly has also been struggling of late. So it's going to be quite an interesting series. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm definitely – I'm just going to go right in my uh, matchup-wise. Um, I really want to see how Scotty Barnes handles his first playoffs in his rookie year. Uh, I feel like if he could do the same things that he was doing in the regular season at the pressure – of the playoffs doesn't get to him. Um, Toronto might be able to win this quite easily. Um, like, by quite easily, I mean six games. But I don't know if he's going to be able to do that rookie season. Um, and then on the other end, I want to see how Toronto guards. Like, I want to see if they just keep throwing different looks at Joel Embiid. Like, I want to see if they keep switching it up. Um I mean, obviously, you're going to want to trap him, get the ball out of his hands, make other people do, like, other people beat you, especially without Seth Curry now. Um, uh, like, see if Maxi could shoot 40% from three. Uh, 
like see if James Harden wants to show up in the playoffs or if he wants to play like he's been playing all year and not score the ball and two tour dates from the field. Um, <laughs> Wait, did you see that a quote by uh oh oh my god uh Jalen Rose? Oh, it was Jalen Rose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The concert yeah, dates. Oh my god. He said James Harden shooting numbers look like concert dates. I was dying when I heard that. Oh my word. Yeah, no, he's he's not been playing very well, but that's probably one of the biggest reasons why Philly has been struggling lately. But um, I think Toronto, like, I think they're gonna like. Don't give your pick yet. Manhand. Oh. I'm not giving my pick. I feel like Toronto is gonna like come out. Uh, that game's today, right? Um, tomorrow. I believe that we have today is what's today? Um, yeah, it's today. It's, the, it's tonight. Um, I think that they're gonna come out and kind of punch them in the face early, and then just see how Philly responds. That's what my key thing for Philly. I want to see how they respond to. Toronto, like a high energy Toronto team, high like especially defensively, high energy team. Um, I want to see how they kind of respond, what they're what they throw at Toronto to kind of get them on their heels. Just like I want to see what Toronto does to get Joel beat on his heels. Um. So yeah, I think the primary matchup goes without saying. How does Toronto and Nick Nurse decide to scheme against Joel? Like I am one hundred percent on board with that. You got the scoring champ. The like he's dominated all season, but he hasn't. He he had good games, but not great games against Toronto, and that's because Nick Nurse like he knows how to show so many different looks. He's played in big time situations before, trying to screw him up in playoff games. So it's not something new for Nick and his staff, and even the players, because a lot of the players have been there. Uh, mm-hmm. So they know the mission. They know what it takes. So just being able to identify the ways in which the like you can show zone, you can do your triangles and twos, you can do your box and one, you can do blitz on the catch, you can blitz when he touches paint, you can play straight up. Like they did even just in their last matchup, Siakam had an incredible fourth quarter and third quarter or second half, just really put Toronto in a situation to win. But defensively against Joel, their physicality and their ability to just really make him a jump shooter was what I think won them that game. Because you took Embiid out of that ability to get rhythm, get himself in a flow. Because a lot of early game, it'll be either just like that jab into his jumper, like a nice rhythm look for him, or he's going to try to go to the paint, get an easy couple points down there. They get him going. So it's going to be tough. And I think for the Philly side, your matchup is how do we get James Harden as many easy looks as possible to get him in a rhythm? Like I think Doc Rivers really needs to – find some actions like get him in some zooms get him downhill to his left hand as much as possible especially in the first quarter tonight um the more you can get james in a rhythm early i think it'll be better for them and then also it'll free up maxi it'll free up harris it'll free up niang 
Like it'll free up the rest of the guys to have more open in rhythm looks off of James while also mm-hmm. you're going to have to give more attention to him and that frees up Joel. So it's like the earlier we can get James in a rhythm and going will be better overall because if you play out of Joel from the jump, I think that that could tire him down. It'll play into what Toronto's trying to do, I think. Because Toronto, like, I really think that they're going to try to just go ahead and be 24-7 offensively. Like, let's get a switch. Like, even if they switch two guards, like, hey, let's force this switch in our weave, you're going to go at Joel. Like, the whole point of the Raptors' offense is to create angles and space to attack downhill. So, Joel's going to have a lot of work at both ends, which, yeah, I know, like, he's supposed to. He's an MVP-type guy that, goes out there and you have to impact the game but you're going against one of the toughest teams in the nba like physically about it wear you down and they'll be able to take any punch you throw right back at them so um i didn't even really I, I forgot about that series what was it two years ago now or three the, years ago? the Kawhi shot the Kawhi. yeah yeah but like how does how does mb take that into this series i would i like to see that who do you know who the players are that Aren't going to be able to play in Toronto? It's just Thibel. Oh, it's only one? Yeah. I thought they said like half the team. Or is that Boston? That's Boston. Boston would have some issues. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Um, But, yeah, no. Uh, I want to see how MB takes that loss from those three. Because we all remember those pictures, the video of him walking down the tunnel like, Balling his eyes out after Kawhi hit that shot. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is gonna be a really fun series. Um, oh, also, I had I had a question. I really have I think I've watched them like once since the uh, Harden trade. How do they? Uh, how do how have teams been guarding that two man with him and Embiid? It's and usually just, a like, drop. Been loading up. Yeah, guys? it's usually a drop with a heavy weak side. Like I mean, that weak side is on the lane line at the nail. Like they're doing as much as possible, to, like prevent a downhill wall. So you can't give him beat a easy little pocket pass while he's rolling downhill. That's like, that's a, you're either getting I know that's, I know that's why I know that's why they started really well with this trade because no one really knew how to guard that two man. Yeah, it's every team does it different. Like Toronto switches a lot, but also Toronto will get yeah. selective with their switching. Like in that last matchup, it was like at points in the game, especially in the second half, it was like we're not going to switch off of James Harden. We're going to stay up in the ball fight over everything and then stay connected to Joel. So they didn't drop. They basically had the other three guys off outside of the action load up the paint and then – whoever say it was like precious Achua was guarding Joel, he would stay like right with him. And then the screen would happen and he's just chilling like at the, like with, with Joel, he's not even stunting toward the ball or anything. That was, I, I think that that works, especially if you're not, if Philly isn't shooting well, if the cast of cast of guys is deciding not to have, well, not deciding, but isn't having shots fall for them. Um, that could be a lot of issues for Philly because Toronto will gladly pack the paint and make it really, really tough on James Harden and yeah. Joel. So, but actually, okay. what's your prediction? My oh, pre- no one other guy that I'm interested in watching. I'm not going to talk much, but Maxi, I want to see how he does. 
just in general because he's going to get a lot of opportunity. I feel like um, it's, the, it's the same thing with uh, Scotty him and Scotty Barnes first playoffs, but Scotty Barnes is also a rookie. So <laughs> Scotty, I think Scotty's going to have a great series, win or lose. I think he's going to be great for them because of just his role is going to be to disrupt James Harden. So he has a big role yeah. in the series. So it, I think he'll be fine. Um, but my prediction, seven games, okay. 100% going to seven, and Ooh, 100. I want to say Toronto, but if you're in Philly for game seven, I don't know how you lose. Like, you can't lose as a Philly team. Like, you can't. I, I'm going to go Philly in seven. I got Toronto in six. I think Toronto steals one tonight and then wins. Well, if Toronto wins tonight, it could end in five. I don't think five, but I think they steal it tonight and win in six. That's what that's that's the game that I'm like 100% like ready to tune in for, along with one other match about West. But so we're we're differing on this one. I got I got Philly in seven. I want to say okay, Toronto. Just, yeah, just to preview our predictions for the East, we both had Miami in five. Uh, both had Brooklyn or uh, Boston in six. You had Milwaukee getting a sweep. I had Milwaukee in five, and then you have Bo- or Philly in seven. I have Toronto in six. Yes. You know how much I love Toronto too, man. I love Nick Nurse. It's so no, tough. I I I I feel like these struggles of the Sixers are going to bite them in the butt tonight. Okay. And then that's completely fair. I think Toronto. I don't think Toronto loses at home. <laughs> that's just. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fun. It will. It's gonna, it's gonna be, be a really fun series. Now. Let's head out west. Go out west. And now we got the big brother versus little brother in the one and eight. Um, Monty Williams versus Willie Green matchup. Uh, Philly versus New Orleans. Or Phoenix versus New Orleans. <laughs> Do you like that? Like that setup right there? I like it. What's, what's so funny? I like nah, it. Just, just how you said Philly. I set it up. You screwed oh, it. Yeah, yeah. You fumbled a little bit. You had a good job and then you fumbled. I like the setup, though. I I do like how there's so many connections. Well, yeah, they're trying to basically, like, be Phoenix. Yeah, just between Willie Green. Two amazing amazing, uh, mid-range scores. Even, like, just their their team setup, not even just Willie Green. Like, everyone in the NBA says Willie Green is the younger uh, Monty Williams. Yeah. But uh, just, like, how their team is set up with uh, CJ and Brandon Ingram as two amazing mid-range scorers. Um, but, yeah, uh, Philly, or, oh, my God, why do I keep saying Philly? I am really bad. Oh, my goodness. Um, Phoenix, best team in the NBA this season. Um, Going to throw everything at New Orleans. I would like to see how New Orleans kind of reacts. Like, last night, that was amazing. Um, kind of how they fought back after being up and then going down and then be <laughs> coming back after that. But uh, yeah, you could start. So we got my setup. 
Yeah. Uh, we got <laughs> Phoenix, not Philly. We got Phoenix and New Orleans. Uh, you know what? Sorry. I had Philly in the background of this whole thing, so that's why I keep saying Philly. But um, Okay, continue. To me, um, I'm just – I'm happy for New Orleans, um, but I don't know what they're going to be able to do, especially defensively. I'm not a big fan of their defense. Um, they have <laughs> – uh, they have like good. They have some good individual defenders. They have guys that will go out there and work. But at the end of the day, you you have like CJ is not the best defender, and he's gonna have to guard probably Chris Paul. Uh, Bi has the length to disrupt, but he tends to get caught up in actions and really struggles with physicality. And uh, Phoenix is the best team in the NBA uh, this season. Um. So, I personally think that Phoenix sweeps, and I don't even, like, for me, it just comes down to Phoenix getting a flow, getting in a rhythm. Same as Milwaukee, what we were saying against them with Chicago. Um, it's just, a, like, you're going to have four games to find a flow, get a rhythm. I think that they're going to have to really guard to keep New Orleans at bay, because New Orleans could explode, I think, offensively. Like, CJ could go out, have a 30-piece. B.I. could at, like, 27. Uh, Valanchunas could follow that up with a 20-point double-double. Like, you know, like, they have guys that could really, like, bring it, like, rack up points and do it at a pretty efficient clip. So it's like, they're not going to be able to sleep defensively, but they're not going to be able to guard you. So... Go out there, get a rhythm going, get guys shooting the ball at a high clip. Defensively, allow yourself to really lock in and get in a flow and connect it for the rest of the way. But, um, yeah, uh, I got Phoenix in four. Yeah, um, I'm really interested in seeing how uh, the Pelicans guard Phoenix, like you said. Um I know last night they like I saw what they were doing and like I'm like you know Phoenix is gonna kill this I really want <laughs> I really want the Pelicans to play Phoenix <laughs> just because like they're them on the defensive end is not the best um, and then Phoenix on the defensive end I feel like Jay Crowder's definitely gonna or Mikel Bridges Jay Crowder whoever they have on Brandon Ingram probably Bridges um, I feel like he's definitely going to be able to like. Uh, Nick Batum last night was getting uh, Brandon Ingram really frustrated at one point in the third quarter um, when the Clippers were going on that big run. And um, I definitely think uh, over four or five games, whatever it goes, um, I think that Bridges is just going to wear down Brandon Ingram. And then uh, I, I, I don't know who they're going to put on. CJ. Well, Mikel actually had a lot of time on him. But oh, B.I. was – Brandon Ingram was hurt when they played last. So who – who, who did they put CP on? Or CP was probably hurt too then. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like okay. – it wasn't full matchup. So, like, I assume – I'm actually – I think you're going to end up putting Book or – CJ, that's what I'm thinking. Or you go Mikel on CJ and Crowder on BI. But, but then, then you have Jackson Hayes the, running around. 
with on uh with book Booker on <laughs> that's like that's the tough part because i don't know what like yeah i feel like book's gonna have to get cj cp will get Devonte. um Devonte graham and then uh bi yeah. mikhail crowder hayes and then uh Aiden Valanciunas. It'll be, uh, but they'll they'll switch one for four. So yeah, exactly. I don't. It won't be. It'll be all switched up. But um, you think that they'll still switch I, one through four with Hayes as a four man? Uh, I think so because I don't. I don't see him as a insanely big threat offensively. Like if you have Booker on Just, him, I think Booker can handle him. I mean, for CP. Um. I still think CP could handle like just a mental game. Like I think he could mental like just one possession. Like you switch that. Like I would. I think they're gonna start that way, and then if if Hayes kind of kills them a little bit, like then yeah, you like if they're hunting that matchup. And then they also might start Herbert Jones. So I feel like that Herbert Jones or Devonte Graham will be the CP matchup. Okay. Yeah, I could see Herbert. Yeah, I could see CP on Herbert Jones. Because I think Book okay. has shown that he could guard, so I think Book will get. Yeah, he's definitely, CJ. especially last playoffs. They had him like they had him guarding like the star like point guards in most series. So yeah, um, yeah. But do you agree, Phoenix and four? I'm gonna go Phoenix and five. You're giving everybody a game. Oh my god! I I, I know. Just just from what I saw last night for the Pelicans, I think that they're gonna. I think the Phoenix will fall asleep in like a game three. Or- if it's 3-0, Phoenix wins in four. Okay. But I think Phoenix out to kill. It's business season. They're just going for it. It is. Yeah. You're right. Oh. You're right. I got five, though. Okay. Uh, now let's okay. get on now to I'm... my one one no way. B matchup. I no, love no, this. No, it's not better. It's not better than Philly. I, I love this. Memphis versus Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota in that playing game, I thought honestly showed that they belong. Uh, I don't care about, I think <laughs> you see Pat, Pat Bev got fined like 80 K after the game. I'm with, I'm with JJ Reddick. JJ Reddick said, Hey, I don't care. Like that's an emotional environment. You just competed. You won a game. You're in the playoffs. Like it's like I celebrating like, Hey, do what you got to do, man. Like, that he's cried after, like he said, he cried after they beat the Spurs in 2015. It was a first round matchup. Like, just like being able to compete and expose yourself emotionally and be vulnerable in that situation. Not I don't saying, think I'm not saying how much I'm not saying how much he cried. Like he just got fined for like jumping on the. <laughs> that, I mean, yeah, celebrating like I, I just mean celebrating in general. Like they deserved that. Like they, it was a hard fought game. They came from down and they ended up winning. So like, hey, and Cat was kind of non-existent. You won without probably your best player. So, um, yeah. Then you got the feisty Memphis Grizzlies that have been probably one of the most exciting teams in basketball. Two of the youngest teams in basketball, and they're matching off. They're gonna be at the FedEx Forum. Um, it is. I'm expecting it to just be like high pace fireworks, but then at the same time, Memphis like could slow it down a lot and really make a team work defensively. Um, I'm not expecting the series to go long. 
I'll give that later, but I think it'll be a very exciting series and fun. And yeah, you go in now. Um, I just think Memphis is too much for the Timberwolves. Um, they are coming off that very uh, high emotional win. Um, and they are a explosive offensive team, but Memphis is a very, very good defensive team. And like we've said before, um, uh, defense kind of wins out in these matchups. Like we both pick defense in these matchups, especially in the playoffs. Uh, defense wins these series. Um, I I don't I'm not as excited as you are. It's going to be like high pace, like you said. It's going to be fun basketball. That's what I'm just excited because it's going to be so fun. There's going to be so many young stars. It's going to be just like yeah. It's not uh, as I'm much not as tactical as it is entertaining. Well, the Philly Toronto is going to be tactical. Uh huh. Um. Uh, I don't. It's going to like. A, there's a few different like schemes that minute like Minnesota's blitz off the ball screen. Um, I want to see how John Morant kind of attacks that. Uh, and uh, has John Morant been back since? He, like, has he been when? Like, how many games did he play at the end of the year? Played like one or two. Yeah, so I want to see like this is same as Phoenix and um, and Milwaukee, uh, kind of just getting him back into a flow. Um, I feel like that's going to be a big thing for Memphis if they want to make a run in this playoffs, um, or if they're going to. Obviously, they want to make a run, but uh, um, yeah, I don't think Minnesota really has much. I got I got Memphis and five. Okay, so key matchup for me is going to be Cat. Um, I want to see if he's able to just Memphis defense versus Cat. I want to see if they do a lot of the things the Clippers did to make him uncomfortable and basically like take him out of the game. Uh, the other end of the floor, I want to see how you you touched on it with John ball screens. How is Minnesota going to do ball screen coverage? Because lately they've been dropping a lot. Um, so. I'm interested in seeing if they drop, if they blitz, what they're about to do, especially with Cat or uh, Nas Reed. Um, I think for Memphis, this could be a series where they just find a flow. Um, and I think a lot of the flow scheme-wise will come through Adams. Uh, we've talked about this all year with the elbow actions, the inverted offense, five outs with Memphis, just their ability to give Adams the opportunity to play make with space in the middle third of the floor. So I think a lot of the offense is going to end up coming through him, force Minnesota to be communicated and act and connected off the ball and they're switching and in whatever action happens. So um, that's one thing that I'm going to look for from Memphis. Um, and I got Memphis in five yeah yeah it's gonna be fireworks though like it's gonna be fun basketball but i memphis they i think memphis is on some like different they're they're miami heat-esque i feel like in their they're just a loud miami heat squad they're they're way more uh, erratic 
in Miami, but yeah. I just mean like from like toughness and like they're kind of just like yeah, yeah. business. Like it's it's about to be business. Like same like Phoenix, Miami, and Memphis. I think are like hey, it's uh we're on business trips now. So, um, three six matchup in the West. Um, the finally healthy Golden State Warriors versus the very unhealthy Denver Nuggets. So. Um, I'm excited to see Golden State kind of get a, a rhythm going there, uh, finally being healthy. Yeah. Um, this is our first first time uh, Curry, Clay, and Draymond are playing together all season. Um, that first time in three years, two years, three years. Um, Denver, um, we got to see Jokic kind of carry Denver. Uh, probably going to win MVP. Uh, just from with all the leaks coming out in the voting, uh, he has a big lead right now, voting wise. Um, I don't want to say what I think is going to happen yet with uh, numbers wise, like how many games the series is going to go, but um, I want to see how the Warriors kind of go after, not go after Jokic, but guard Jokic. Um, he's been their only motor right now all year. Um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough for Jokic to steal a game. Um, I really? Feel like just because, yeah. Dude. Denver split, I think Denver, did Denver win their se- season series? I don't know. Golden State was hurt all year. That's all I care about. Um, the Warriors were playing amazing before, and uh, Clay has been kind of getting a little bit of a rhythm going lately too. Yes, yes. And Jordan Poole has been playing insanely well. Um, now Curry coming back. I mean, Curry's going to have to get a rhythm. I think the only game they might be able to steal Denver that is uh, would be the first game, just with them kind of getting their rhythm back together as a healthy team. But at the same time, um, I feel like their energy as a team, like like I said, their first time, those three guys first time playing together in three years. Yeah, um, that energy is going to be insane. Um, All right, Denver won the season series three one. So I am how not. How many of those games were after Curry got hurt? No, they only played once without Curry. The last game, okay. and Golden State won that game. Really? Oh yeah, the one that they came back. Yeah. So. That's what I know that this matchup you haven't seen like Golden State. This is gonna be their first time healthy. Like you touched on it, but for like Jokic is that that mismatch for them. I brought I like hinted at this in another podcast, but like Kevon Looney, like he's gonna work his butt off trying to like stay physical with Jokic, but Jokic has given them fits. It's a big man that runs everything runs through him, and that's the one thing that could slow down how Golden State plays. So, like, how they operate and just their overall defensive scheme. Like, a big man is going to give you fits. Um, I don't think Denver's going to win. But I'm just saying, like, it's not going to be easy for Golden State by any stretch. Uh, Just their... I also, like, I want to see if Golden State finds that flow, finds that rhythm, and is able to really, like, exploit the mismatches that are on the perimeter for Denver. Um, 
I know Jokic has incredible defensive numbers, and Aaron Gordon is a really good one-on-one defender. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's going to be really tough for the uh, the Nuggets to get stops on the guard play. Like you said, Poole playing really well. You got set, uh, Steph back. Clay's found a rhythm. Uh, Wiggins is hot and cold, but... Uh, if he's rolling, like that's gonna be a lot of guys on the outside that uh, Denver's gonna have to find matchups for. So, moving into the series, uh, key matchup. Let's see how you guard uh, them guards, Denver. Let's see what you do. Um, that for me is gonna be the big thing from Denver's side for Golden State. It's actually not as much about Jokic as it is about the off ball when Jokic has it in the post. I want to see how they rotate and exactly how they like guard the paint or if they really stay home and like, hey, Jokic, go one-on-one against Kevon. We trust him to be physical enough to get it some stops, but we're not going to allow you to beat us with cuts, like gut cuts all the time. So it'll be, it'll be a chess match whenever Jokic touches the ball. Yeah. Um, I got Golden State in four. I'm really hoping Golden State catches their rhythm again just because I want to see an insanely good matchup of them versus uh, the Grizzlies in the second round. Yeah. But, uh, I got I got Golden State with a sweep. That's my first sweep. I got Golden State in six. Six? You think they six. take two? I think Jokic for sure gets a game. I think there will be another game where Denver just shoots really well, which has happened throughout okay. the year. Yeah. And one other guy I'm going to shout out real quick is Bones Highland. I'm happy that he's going to have some time on the national stage. He had a great rookie season for Denver. Yes, he did. So, to our last matchup, we got last one. the 4-5 Dallas Mavericks versus the Utah Jazz that everyone is making a soap opera of. Um, it's going to be – it's more interesting than it was a week ago. Yes. Uh, there is – Luka Doncic. Luka is hurt for game one. Um, and doubtful for game two. And doubtful for game two. So that makes things a lot more interesting. Um, once Luka's back, um, if Luka played, I would have said Dallas in five. I said it was a sweep. I would have said it was a sweep just because him attacking Gold, uh, Gobert, like, there, it's going to be like how. Uh, the Clippers did it last year. Like him in a drop setting, like he's just you're if you're dropping on Luca, you're just like you're giving him the option to pick you apart defensively. Yeah. My only thing that I'm still I'm I'm my pick is gonna be Dallas, but it's gonna be more games. But Okay. I think for a key like guy and like matchup. It's going to be two guys for Dallas. It's going to be Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie, especially without Luka. So I don't know if both of them end up starting or if they go with more of a wing-based lineup where you got Brunson. Uh, actually, I don't. I uh, that's so tough because I feel like Dinwiddie. they're going to have to start Dinwiddie just matchup-wise because Utah goes with uh, – 
O'Neal Bogdanovich as their forward. So you can't if you go bigger than that with like Bertons or something, you're you're kind of exploited. Except O'Neal, maybe you go Bertons and then still bring Spencer off the bench. But um, I Spencer played really well since the trade. Uh, mm-hmm. and then. Jalen Brunson has just shown improvement day by day, game by game. Just his ability to really control the pace and make high-level decisions with the ball in his hands. So, moving into the series, if those two are still able to exploit Gobert in drop situations or force switches with Gobert, I think those two are more than capable of making plays and attacking him and taking him out of the game. So, that's why I'm still going with Dallas. But then... I'm more interested to see what Utah does because there's not Luka on the floor to attack. You know what I mean? So yeah. on uh, Defensively, right? Yes. yes. I think Utah is a hell of an offensive unit. Like, for sure, like, they can go out there and they move the ball. They get the blender going. Snyder is one of the best offensive coaches in basketball, and he's a great defensive coach, but it's just like so hard basing your defense on Rudy Gobert like that. Um, uh, Utah, one thing that I think that they have going for them, especially with their defensive scheme, is that they don't give up a lot of good looks from three, while Dallas relies heavily on a lot of three-point attempts. So, it's that's one scheme that I'm looking for to see how Dallas like produces those looks that they've had all year. Uh, they had these two teams had some really good matchups late season. I think they played two times in March, and both games were great. But it's like so hard to say because if Luca Luca means so much to Dallas, and if he's not on the floor, it's a completely different game. Um. So my key matchup for Dallas is their guards. Let's see what you guys do against the guards of Utah. And then for Utah, I want to see what Gobert does offensively. Um, you have a smaller but physical uh, Powell on you. Uh, Dwight Powell has had a tremendous season. Like his ability, like he can go out there some nights and have 25 and 13 and nobody talks about it. But like he, he does his job. He flies around. He hustles. He's... He's really good in what Dallas does defensively. So I want to see if Gobert is able to use his size, use his, uh, his wit, and really make some smart plays. Um, like I said, if they had Luka, I think it would be a sweep. Um, it kind of all depends on when Luka gets back. Um, and if, like you said, if uh, – if Brunson and Dinwiddie could handle, uh, not handle, but exploit what um, Utah does, you 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 uh, pick that all out. That was that's my main thing. Um, I love Brunson. Brunson's one of my favorite players to watch in the NBA. And Spencer Dinwiddie's been playing amazing. Um, they don't get any love because it's Dallas and they're not Luka Doncic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but just like just like uh, Powell. Uh, yeah. But. Um, for Utah, I want to see them offensively be not so much consistent. Like I want to say consistent. I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of, but, um, just be able to do what they need to do night in, night out and not, um, kind of like without Luca in, like just handle your business kind of thing. Um, and then go bear 
uh, needs to be a factor on that end, uh, whether it's just making extra opportunities for everybody else with offensive rebounds or uh, being a good option uh, in a pick and roll setting, whatever uh, he really needs to do. Um, it, this series is definitely more interesting. Um, did you give, you gave, you gave your, uh, I didn't give my prediction. Sorry. Um, okay. You, you give yours first. I'll give mine. Actually, I'll give mine first. I got. It, like I said, it all depends on when Luca gets back. Say Luca gets back game three. I got Dallas and seven. If Luca gets back game four, I got Utah and seven. Okay. Um, there's a universe that exists where Utah sweeps. I think you, I don't think that happens. It, I'm, not, I'm not. That's not what I, I don't think that that happens either. But I'm just saying Utah is a really good basketball team, and there is a yeah. like it's not it's not completely far fetched to say that Utah just finds a groove and just like goes. You know, Donovan Mitchell catches fire. Mike Conley just starts having like. Games where he's getting like 18 and 11 assists. Uh, Rudy Gobert double, 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 like after each other. Bogdanovich ends up averaging like 22 a game. Like there's a universe where like everything clicks for Utah. They're playing really connected defense and they're able to just do their thing offensively and they could sweep. Like it's, I'm not saying like, I don't think that that's going to happen, but I'm saying Utah's a very good basketball team. Mm-hmm. I'm saying Luka, even with Luka coming back game three, game four, I still got Dallas in seven. You think you think that take or do you think they go down? What if they go down 0-3 and Luca comes back and just <laughs> oh oh <laughs> my god! Games. I'm, I'm, in my mind, I think the series is going to go where they'll split in Dallas. Yeah, that's. I think I think they're going to split and then lose game three and then Luca comes back and. Yeah, I think it'll be two one Luca. If they split in Dallas, I think they should keep Luka out game three. Yes, but it's it's so tough to go down 2-1. That's a tough spot to I be know, in. I know, but, but still, I think that Luke, even like even if they are down 2-1, I think Luka just exploits what Utah does defensively. Yeah. And kind of just picks them apart. I'd but rather you, him, like, like – I'd rather – I'd rather Luka at 95% than Luka at 85%. If yes. that's two days – I'd rather Luca that much more healthier, that much more healthy. Yeah, that I I can I agree with that mindset. Uh, saying though, also like there's a universe where Utah falls apart and Dallas is just clicking on all cylinders and they can win mm-hmm. in five, like even with or without Luca. So yeah. it's like this series could go so many different ways, but I think both teams are high level basketball teams that could really they can make a noise in the West. They could. Like they can both give. Is, is, uh, is Tim Hardaway back? No. Is he out all series? I believe he's out for or the all season. Playoffs? Yeah. Okay. Um, I might be wrong. Uh, you might want to fact check that one. But um. Okay. I I got Dallas in seven though. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll make a decision. Um. My personal, like my what I want personally, is Dallas and seven, just because I want to see Luca versus Phoenix in round two. But what I think is going to happen is Utah and seven. Okay, 
just because Luke out. Like, I think it's going to be Utah in seven. Yeah. No, that's and Utah. Fair. Utah has been just what they've been through the past. This team uh, has been through the past few playoffs. Uh, yeah. I think that they're not going to let that happen again. For sure. But that's the first round from yeah. just, uh, just to go, just to overview again. Um, you had Phoenix sweeping. I had Phoenix in five. Uh, we both had Memphis in five. And I had Golden State sweeping. You had Golden State in six. And then I had Utah in seven. You had Dallas in seven. Yep. So a bit more shaky in the West. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody says the East is more wide open. I'm just, well, like for finals recognition, the East is a lot more open, but out West, it's a lot I think of good. The East, the East, the East second round is going to be better than the West second round. That's arguable, though. Ooh, because I feel ooh. like the Golden Golden State Memphis is going to be the best matchup in the entire playoffs. You're not all right. Boston Milwaukee. Whew. If Boston healthy, okay, but they're going to be. If hopefully, knock on wood, nobody gets hurt. Yeah. But like, but Robert Williams will be back for that. That's if that happens because you I'm, never I'm, know. I'm, I'm most, I am most excited for Phoenix, not Phoenix, um, for Golden State Memphis second round, and then if uh, I, I would like Miami Toronto too. Miami Toronto would be really that'd awesome. be fun. That'd be so good. But then same with Philly Miami. Would however whatever happens, Philly Miami would be fun. But I, I'd rather Toronto Miami. <laughs> I hate playing Nick but, Nurse. I hate it. As yeah, a everybody hates playing. <laughs> He's so good, so good. Oh my god! But that, that's, um, the same, that's the same with Ty Lue, though. That's the same with Ty Lue. For real, for real. I'm surprised. Everyone that... hates playing Ty Lue just because. It's, I was so happy when I woke up this morning and I saw <laughs> that the Pelicans won. I was like, "Oh, thank God!" I saw the Pels were up, and then they lost the lead, and then I was like, "No way that they just that won. game was like." Yeah, that's fair. But that's our first round. That's our uh, preview. Yes, sir. Um, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be fun. There's a lot of good matchups in the first round. Um, it's the best time of year. More than it's gonna be fun. Uh, even just t- today's matchups, we got um, the Raptors and the Sixers, Toronto or Timberwolves. Um, Grizzlies back to back. See what Utah does at one, and then I cap with the Nuggets. Um, just today, great slate of basketball. Philly, Toronto at six o'clock. Hopefully, all of these matchups, like hopefully everybody stays healthy, and these are all great matchups. Um, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. Didn't want to say it. We need it. We need a trademark it. Even though it's like common it's day even, even vernacular. It's, yeah, it's a very common saying, yes. Like saying. Um, yeah. Excited? But hey, time to buckle in. It's about to be some great basketball every night for the next two months, two and a half. Yeah, month and a half. Month and a half. Yeah. Um, Is it a month? I don't know. It'll end mid to late June. Oh, June. month and a half. Yeah. Two months. Two months. Um, but thank you guys for yeah 
Thank you guys for listening. Um, check out the YouTube of Mikkel Bridges Defensive Player of the Year case video came out yesterday. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Hope you guys enjoyed this. And hope you guys enjoy the upcoming playoffs. We'll be back to you guys next week. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see you next week with our uh, telling you how bad our prediction was. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one. Peace.